You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres are back in San Diego getting ready to start a six-game homestand. And our host, Mike Janella, is also back, along with his producer, Blooper. Say hi, Blooper. Hi, Blooper. There you go. You can't get rid of me. Yeah, Blooper, <laughs> you is, can't uh, quit me. We've also got Randy Jones back in studio, but only because we offered him cash to be here. When's enough money enough money, right. for God's sake? And rounding out the crew, it's Bill Center, who looks surprised and is speechless to realize that Randy Jones gets paid to be here. Uh, Mouth open with nothing coming out. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Randy Jones, and... And Bill Center. Happy Tuesday. The boys are back in town. And as are the gentlemen right that's here. That's good news. Bro. Yeah, that is good news. Uh, that road trip felt like it lasted 15 years. The doubleheader, the long games, all the injuries. It was. They're back, though. It's only right. been a week, but they are back. And as are we here in the AMR studio with Bill Center, Randy Jones, Mike Janella you, here. You're talking to the boys down in, in the clubhouse. Thing. It, it was a long Long road trip. I mean, it just it felt long. They're just they're glad to be home. I can only imagine. I was sitting on my couch watching back here for them Man, actually out there. Uh, that can just, get tough. Oof, that can get tough. Uh, but they're back now for six. It's Giants and Dodgers starting with the Giants tonight. Madison Bumgarner, Colin Ray should be a well pitched game. The last couple of games there was a lot of whatever arm is healthy, throw them out there. But you got two starters well rested coming out tonight. Should be a good start to the homestand. I would think it'd be a good start to the homestand in a tall order. I think the next nine games right. are a little bit of a tall Right. Order. Yeah, that's a lot of good pitching to face. Yeah. It will be. Uh, and, again, it's Bumgarner, Coito, Samarjo. You're getting the top it, of the right. rotation yeah, for the Giants again. And then what you do again. is you have three against the Dodgers. You go back up, play the Giants. Guess who you're going to get again? Yeah. That, it, as the carousel yeah. turns, that's it's going it to keep just smacking them in the face every time <laughs> around. Um, all right, we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to take a look uh, maybe at some prospects down on the farm. We're going to get a t- couple of hot topics that we've been discussing. Bill's mic has flown off his ear. So, Randy, finally your plan has worked. It's just you talking and not I Bill anymore. I told you it worked. I told you. You know, he <laughs> can't we'll find his ear. Bill settled up here. Uh, also, we have a Hall of Famer coming by, NFL Hall of Famer Andre Reid. And Blooper came prepared today. I don't know if you guys know uh, this. Blooper's a little bit of a Buffalo Bills fan. Just a tiny I, bit. You think? And just a little he, bit. He's got the hat, and you can't see the shorts, but he's wearing his Zubat shorts too. No. Uh, so Andre Reid, the uh, all-time great wide receiver, on his way uh, down here. He's going to be stopping by a little bit later. So uh, now a San Diegan, so we'll be talking awesome. to him and figuring that out. Should be good. All those topics and more, make sure to join That's the conversation great. with us at hashtag PadresSH or Padres.com slash social hour. Randy. Uh, when you're a pitcher and you keep seeing that the aces for the other teams just keep coming at you, coming at you, the schedule obviously is the, the, vic- is the person doing this year, but how does how's your mindset go when you're the guy on the other side of that? You know, I, I embrace, always embrace the challenge. That's where I want to be. Uh, you know, every, every single start you go out there, hey, how do you match up? You know, if you're going to pitch, might as well pitch against the best. You know, you probably get your best performance. You know, you got to be a little bit stingy. You got to do, a, you know, severe damage control when you're, when you're, you're facing an ace. You know, you don't anticipate a lot of runs being scored. So, I mean, you really got to be on your game. And I'm, I've, I always love to rise to that occasion. I enjoyed that. And this is one of the good things, I think, about this group, this Padres group, whether they're successful or not, they seem to embrace 
that challenge because they have come across well, the aces. Well, hey, you better get used to it because we seem to be falling, you know, this schedule is the way it's fallen. Right. We're I getting mean, all the got, aces. They got aces. I mean, they've gotten aces more than fours and fives. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, really weird how it's worked and out. And you'd like to think it balances out at right. some point, but some seasons, that's just how it falls the right. entire season. You never know. Uh, so an off day yesterday, team had a chance to catch its breath, regroup, and with that, we got some injury updates uh, from Andy Green today after they got to evaluate some people a little bit further yesterday. So for that, we're going to go to the AMR injury report. And, uh, Bill, you were out there with me just moments ago right. talking to Andy Green. Uh, some big developments yesterday. Good news and, and, I mean, good news and bad news. One, Alexi Amarista is starting his rehab assignment tonight in San Antonio. I don't expect that to last very long. But on the flip side, John Jay, the shoulder, has kept him out of the lineup now. He's out of the lineup tonight, mm. four straight days. And uh, Andy said, there's, you know, right now they're not thinking disabled list, but they're not going to play him as a pinch runner or a pinch hitter tonight because if he does have to go on a disabled list, they want to be able to retroactive. Retro. Right. Yeah. The other thing is Corey Spangenberg has been shut down. Well, not shut down, but he's Had not, a setback. Right. He's had a setback, and he's not running right now, so it's back to square one with Corey, so we're not going to see him very soon. Uh, Solarte is almost ready to start his rehab assignment. So some good news, some bad news. And then also Brandon Morrow is not throwing right now with uh, shoulder fatigue, ex- yeah. right? extended spring training. Yeah. They've, they've stopped. He stopped throwing. So yeah. And neither is Tyson Ross still. They say maybe right. he might start th- picking up a baseball within two weeks. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I talked to Tyson. Right. He feels good. He, he, we're right. talking about that, but he, he still really hasn't been. He hasn't started a throwing program yet, so you you, you got to look at the second half of the right. season. I got I got All-Star game. I mean, honestly. I mean, oh, if, yeah, if he I starts agree. throwing right now. Even right now, I, right. I think it's after the All-Star Being game. Being generous, yeah. Right. Uh, also, uh, young Herbert Solarte, you mentioned he played seven innings in a game yesterday in right. extended spring training. So he's uh, behind Amarista right now. Uh, but, yeah, and Robbie Erlin had his Tommy John surgery today as well. Everything appeared to have gone fine, but he's obviously a long-term play. Has, has been 12 months. You know, I give, I give uh, Andy Green high marks and how he worded that today. So many times you'll hear a manager say the surgery was successful. Well, you don't really know. Andy Green made the comment that all the rep- from all the reports, everything looked as it should be, which I thought was an excellent well way to put it. Right. right, It was done. They ticked the boxes. Doctor did his right. job. But right. it's pretty hard to call it successful. Yeah, when, when a guy is out for the next 16 <laughs> right. months, it's hard to call anything that, successful. That is not the accurate word. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Uh, so uh, that's the AMR injury reports. American Medical Response is the emergency medical response team for Petco Park and wants to remind you to stay safe, San Diego. To learn more about AMR, visit amr-san Diego. Now, uh, we mentioned, we were talking a little bit off air before we went on, too. Is this a make-or-break stretch for the Padres season? I thought the the two series back-to-back Mets and Cubs would be a big bellwether, whether they'd survive that or not, because it's two of the best teams in the bigs. Now, in a different way, you're playing 12 straight days division rivals now. It's Giants, Dodgers, Giants, D-backs, and you're going after these guys in front of you in the standings. Once these 12 games are over, these 12 days are over, will we know by then, even though it's still only May, if this team has any shot at all or no, not this season? No, because I, I, I'm not sure which lineup you're going to see day in and day out, number right. one. I, uh, too many guys still not healthy yet. But this could be, because that will put us right at pretty much around June 1st, and even if everyone comes back healthy by that point, if you've gone 4-8 and eight in that 12-game stretch, you could be toast because you're playing guys that, by beating you, 
they're doubling up their advantage in the division because it's within the NL West. I, I in in April and May, I have a very hard time calling. I, I mean, they're important because anytime you're playing a team that's ahead of you or in your division, you're making up two games instead of possibly one. But at the same time, I have a hard time calling any games in April and May make or break. I mean, they might be important. They count as much as the ones in September. Right. Yeah. right. Well, it's good to win them, but this isn't going to decide your final. I mean, I, they're important games, but they're, I don't see them as make or break. I agree. You can't. You know you're going to play them 19 times right. a year or whatever that number right. is. Yeah, but if they you want to do it in May, you want to do it They in won't June, get a shot again until July. All of you June, know. they don't play an NL West right. team again. So I think you can't win the – I mean, again, winning the division, that's a, a big pipe dream anyway, a lot of people think for this team. You can't win, right, a title this early, but you can lose it. Isn't that how the saying goes well, at you, this point you, of the season? You, you want to you 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 know, keep them in your view right. if you right. can. You know, and obviously, you know, I think that's a goal right now. I mean, you know, overall, I think – Sooner or later, when you when you you got backup players day in and day out in the lineup, I they're going to get exposed. Right, you, you, and that's the key thing. We got to get some of these guys healthy, get them back in the lineup. You know, and then then you can put together you know a, a run. I think, but these guys right now, you know, it's going to be difficult. And these, we're seeing top pitchers. You know, and uh, yeah, you look because can get exposed. It's these three aces now, and then again, you'll get probably Cueto twice, Samarja twice, maybe Bumgarner twice, depending how that rotation shakes out. You're going to get Kershaw at least once. You're going to get Maeda in the next nine games. This could be, I mean, this could be troublesome. This is a danger zone, I think, right. for the Padres the next two weeks. Well, the, the, you know, right now, and they're playing without three of their regulars. I mean, Jay's not in the lineup, and you don't have uh, you don't have Salarte, and you don't have Spangenberg. And let's face it, Perella and Rosales don't offer much offensively. I mean, you've got three spots in your lineup. Yeah, and they're playing not, every right, day. You're right. only detracting from your, your overall. Right. Exactly. Right. And yeah. you know, that's one of the key things. And, you know, you're looking at it, and you, what, are you, what are you looking for out of this homestand? You know, I'm mean, looking for a split. And when you went to, what's your goal? When you went, right. you went in four out of a six? Survival. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, let us know. What are you hoping for out of this uh, homestand and this whole 9-12 uh, game stretch with the division rivals? Hashtag Padres SH is how you can do it. I think a homestand split these next six would be generous. I would take that. Mm, I'd take that. I would take that yeah. all the time. Uh, let us know if you agree or if you think they can get more than that or if maybe a, a losing homestand is on the docket. But uh, let us know your thoughts. You know what can really we'll cure that? Some really good starting pitching by the Padres. Absolutely. Hello. Well, that they've had that, though. That's Come the problem. Now. They've had that. We, the we, offense we, has we to su- have support that opportunity. them. We yeah. have that opportunity, right. I think. The, the arms have not been the issue at all so. over the last, the last month or so. Um, all right. We also, this week, it's a busy homestand. Taco Tuesday tonight. There's <laughs> Cocktail Fest. There's fireworks on Saturday. A lot going on. That includes Class of 2016 night. Congrats to you guys. The Padres invite the Class of 2016 and their families to Class of 2016 night and encourage you to wear your school colors this Thursday. That's May 19th. It's Padres Giants, the series finale. Purchase a special ticket package and receive a Padres hat with graduation tassel. That looks sharp. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. Boys are back. It's going to be good to see some baseball back at Petco Park. We'll continue with Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back here in the AMR studio. 7-10 is your first pitch tonight, Giants and Padres. But until then, we've got you right here on Padres Social Hour. 
Uh, Andre Reed, we mentioned earlier, NFL Hall of Famer. He's in the house. In the house, we see him. Man. So if I you have it. questions for Andre, we've had a bunch of people ever since yesterday already when we announced it, sending us some questions, but hashtag PadresSH uh, to let us know what you think. We've got some people already tweeting from the topics we've been talking about on this show, so keep them coming, guys. We love it. Um, wanted to get to a couple of uh, hot topics uh, with you two gentlemen. Hot topics. Yeah, from around Whoa. the world of, uh, of baseball. Uh, I already know and what one is. The one, and I, I wanted you to be here for this one, Randy, the, the big fight. <laughs> the the Blue Jays-Rangers fight. fight. Yeah. And it's newsworthy because there's been a development. These suspensions came out today, so we're not just rehashing the story from yesterday. Um, so Odor gets eight games for his suspension. Bautista and Elvis Andrews each get one game. Uh, John Gibbons, the Blue Jays manager, and Jesse Chavez, who then hit Prince Fielder after all this <laughs> fighting went down uh, as the last retaliation. They both get three games. And then the uh, Toronto first base coach, whose name is escaping me, also gets a game. Uh, those guys are all going to appeal, they say. So they'll keep playing until then. But uh, we're watching that punch back. I mean, woo! Rand first of all, Randy, your thoughts good, on that punch. Good, that's a good one. Good punch. Good punch, yeah. Good punch. That was solid. I don't, I don't think he was anticipating that punch, man. No. No, he well, was not at all. And we broke this down at, at length yesterday. We that's don't have to a go boxer's back into punch. It, He's got boxing in his background. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know there, there, there were some. He a little vindictive, I like, you know. Right. There it was, was building up for he, sure. Yeah, he was he was after him. That's a punch, and I said the point yesterday. That was premeditated for a long time. That was built up. That's so my good. question for you guys: the punishment. So again, the headliners: Odor gets eight, and Bautista gets one. Fair? Too lax? Too strict? No, they're all a joke. No, well, I, I just find them and let's play baseball. Right. So you, don't, you say no suspensions that's for anybody. Right. Odor gets. Oh, we're oh. gonna teach them. That won't happen again. Right. Odor gets the sure. Odor got the same suspension that Carlos Quinton got for rushing. Uh, exactly. Zach. <laughs> yeah. But you can't. I Zach mean, should have moved, by the way. Right. Because that's not so much for the player. That's for the team to then instill in the culture. Because you're missing. These are starting second baseman. He's out eight games. That's that's pretty hefty. Well, you know, I'm just saying. That's a that's a punishment. You I mean, ask me. Yeah. Hey, fine. I'm taking. You know, so take you some say fine. I'm no. You okay. Know, no suspension. suspension. Question. Which is bigger, the one-game suspension for Bautista or the embarrassment of getting hit by that shot? The embarrassment. Oh, 100%. Right. Right. Yeah. Not blocking it. Right. You know, almost like getting sucker punched because you really didn't believe he'd do it, and he did. And he has him by, like, 15 pounds, Bautista. They would not be in the same weight no. division well, if, they, they, if they were boxers. Yeah, not at all. It probably somebody's already given a video of that so he can keep it when his helmet goes flying. Oh, all right. the memes that were going on, the crying Jordans. I mean, Blooper has this thing looped, a never-ending. Yeah. You can watch this <laughs> right. Come on, for an hour straight. My right. shoulder's it's getting so sore, man. Come on, quit. <laughs> um, all right, so those are the suspensions. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Did you ever get a punch in or get a punch thrown at you no, in the no, game? No, no, no. You were long gone by well, the Well, you the starting picture. You're out there. You start the whole – instigate the whole thing. And then everybody starts beating the cheese out of each other. And I'm kind of standing there watching them. Get up. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> You know, nobody ever got to me. It was hilarious. I love that stuff. Smart. I like it. it start the fire and then run yeah. away. Yeah, just stir it up and then get out of the real, way. Uh, yeah, real way to be accountable, Randy, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Um, also, big news today, the Braves uh, firing Freddie Gonzalez, their manager. Had a winning record for them since 2011, two playoff appearances. But uh, their record was a 9-28 nine, nine this year. Right. But wasn't that the point for this team? Is that they, they intentionally are trying to be bad to it's, sort it, of tank, it's, quote a, it's a standard in baseball. You have a 25-man roster, and there's only one guy when you're going bad, you're struggling as a team. You know, get fired. But they're, there's one they're going bad on purpose. There's one this scapegoat all the time. Right. It's been like this forever, you know, the last 80 years. You know, you start going bad, you, you can't get rid of the other 24. 
you know, it's the manager. You always, that's your one option to change things up and, and maybe, ch you know, change the direction you're going. That's your only so option. Bill, Bill, the reaction to this online, it was kind of two camps. One, either if you're trying to be bad on purpose anyway, why not just keep him all year and then start fresh in the offseason? The other side is, well, if he's not your long-term guy to mold the future team that you want, then, yeah, get rid of him as soon as possible. But where do you – If you can you get your long-term guy right now. That's right. But, I mean, to bring up – my question is to look at it once again, you know, kind of like here in Sandy, you bring the AAA guy up in the end. Brian Snitker, yeah. And uh, I don't know what, what message you're sending. Right. I don't know in that scenario. I don't – Bud I, Black I'm has been that. mentioned as a possibility in that job. So Yeah, very, for next year, Terry right. Pendleton, Bud Black, a couple of guys. Right. Uh, it's weird, too, to me, because you're seeing a big trend now, Andy Green being one of them. Uh, we just saw Craig Council, Scott Service as well. Seems to be the younger, more analytic, you know, the bookish managers, as opposed to the guys who've been in the game forever, which, yeah. I mean, you wonder what's yeah, a better right. type manager for a team like that that's going to be a few years away from contending. Well, I think, I think Buddy would be well-placed because he's sort of been through that before. I, I agree with right. that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I would give Buddy, I would, I would give the fact that Buddy has been in that situation some marks, and, and he's been very good at developing uh, a team, especially like in, leading into 2010. In the Atlanta Braves, are they're, they're right? They're hey, they're, they're rebuilding right now, right. unabashedly. And, and, and I was kind of really surprised that they pulled the trigger this fast. I was too. I was really surprised. Yeah, you know, I think I, the way I, they I, did a lot it. of people were. Yeah, he, right, found, he, he, found, he found out. Uh, yeah, he got his, his airline itinerary. They're on the road, and instead of the email saying, hey, you're going to Pittsburgh with the team, he got an email from whatever the airline was. Here's your flight details for Atlanta tomorrow. Right. He's like, wait, we still have three more games in Pittsburgh. Why am I going back to Atlanta? <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have three more games. Yeah, that's, that's you don't cruel. have three that more was, games. That was pretty bad. That Very is, bad. That's social media. Uh, there you uh, go. That, oh, that's just, yeah, 2016 <laughs> in general. Uh, last question I wanted to ask you guys. So the, uh, the NBA, we talked about this already. Uh, they're going to do on-jersey sponsors in the near future. They signed their first one yesterday. The 76ers are going to have StubHub, the ticket resale company, on the little patch. And I was just wondering, RJ, if it's going to happen eventually. It's going to come to all the sports, I think. Are you already petitioning to get the RJ's Barbecue logo maybe on some baseball no, jerseys? No, I haven't, I haven't put any thought into that whatsoever. That's, I mean, that's good business acumen. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you just got to have a bigger a bigger audience to make that worthwhile. Yeah. Do you I like the idea of advertisements on uniforms? No, I don't. It's going to happen. Yeah. How would you do it? Because it's, it's inevitable, I think. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do but it it's at gonna, all. I think we see so many patches on the sleeves already. I think for baseball, that's where you do well, it. Why don't you put something out on the grass in the outfield? I feel better. Don't put it Really? On the I like it on the jersey better. If it's small, inconspicuous, better yeah. than in oh, the outfield. small and inconspicuous. Why would, you still there. Why would an advertiser want to do that? Right. Small and well, the NBA ones are only two and a half by two and a half inches. It's not well, massive. It's not like a, a soccer well, league NBA in Europe. NBA game, too, it might be a little bit close. You know, it's just a little bit different format. It's not 162 games. Well, it's going to happen, guys, so you're going to have to get used to it. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's money-making. This is the way the sports well, are going. Well, you know, when you're a player, once you put it on, you don't You're care. not looking at it. Yeah, yeah it's all the people at watching care. at home. You know. um, and if they're getting a piece of the action, you go for it. By the way, oh, I, yeah. got, I got another question. Did you like patches on your uniform? I've, a lot of players. I don't, I don't mind patches if it's, right. if it's a tribute, like recognizing like Ray Kroc or honoring Jerry But the Coleman, actual field, did it ever like mess up your there no, are some no. players up or that, anything? There are some players that the feel of patches bothers them and the numbers. Really? I, yeah. 
That's a weird player, man. I got a feeling Randy's got no time for players like that. I got like no that. time for that, man. Give me the baseball. <laughs> All right, know. let us know your thoughts on any of those topics. Again, hashtag PadresSH. Also, send us your questions for Andre Reed. We're going to be getting him here in just a few minutes. Also, a reminder this weekend to come out to Petco Park. So much going on this weekend, guys. It's uh, May 21st and 22nd, Major League Baseball's first annual Play Ball Weekend, proudly supported by Chevrolet and Scott's. For more information on Play Ball Weekend activities and to get your tickets, visit Padres.com. We've got Andre Reed joining us right after this on Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Tonight's first pitch at 7-10 between the Giants and the Padres. But joining us now here in the studio, the man who will be throwing out the ceremonial first pitch <laughs> right before it. Yeah, I hope you're ready. It's NFL Hall of Fame. Well, Blooper, who's a big Bills fan, told me exactly how to present you, Andre. Okay. Buffalo Bills great and professional football Hall of Famer Andre Reed on the Cholula Hasi. Did I get that right? Yeah, you did. You did got it. It all sounds good. Yes. Awesome. Welcome, man. How Thanks, are you? Thanks, man. I feel like I'm at home in the, in the living room here. This is it, nice. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's the vibe Randy, we go for. I'm in Randy's for. spot, though. That's not, you know, this is Randy. James. That's all right. Not, not that big of a bar to live big, up to. Big so time, big fun. time uh, podcast <laughs> guy, man. I out the first pitch tonight, and you're a, a San Diegan now. Yes. You're out here. How long have you been living out on this side of the – because you were originally from Pennsylvania, yeah. played in Buffalo, obviously. Yeah, I retired in 2000, uh, in 2000. I moved out here in, in 04. Because I had to let my bones heal a little bit. I've been in that <laughs> cold for, you know, a, whole, a long time. But Smart man. Um, you can't get no better city than San Diego. I mean, there's a lot of former players and a lot of guys that, uh, that I know uh, in other sports that live out here. So it's, uh, it's a great place. I love being outside. I love golfing. Um, and, um, you know, raise my family here. My kids are all big now. They're 22 and 20, and they go to school. So it's, uh, it's pretty good. But Andre, you spent your entire career in the cold. Yeah, in the cold. So what what caught you on to San Diego? I mean, well, all you had to do was look outside and see the sun <laughs> and the weather and the beach, and I think that would seal the deal a lot of times. Well, Bill, uh, you know, one thing about this city I really enjoy is because when you like you know, wherever wherever I'm traveling, I'm doing something. They say, hey, "Where do you live at?" I live in San Diego. Ooh, San Diego! I wish I could go there. I go pop on a plane and go. I mean, it's it's one of the greatest cities in the country. Uh, Weather-wise, you know, the people are nice. Sports-wise, it's really good. I love it here. And, Bill, you've been here, what, 50-plus years now? 60-plus years. years. So, yeah, it's a good place to stay. <laughs> it's a good place. Um, so let me ask you, Andre, you, I mean, you're here now at Petco Park. Compared to the football stadiums you used to play in, I mean, what do you think when you come to a baseball stadium now, how, how different it is? I mean, the, the vibe at a baseball game compared to the football yeah. stadium is so different, isn't it's, it? It's a little different. Um, I was here – uh, I think it was opening. It wasn't opening day. They had they were playing the Dodgers yeah. a couple games in a row there. And I was on first baseline, and I was right in foul ball territory. I go, you know, I might get one of these balls tonight. And nothing, nothing, nothing about that fourth or fifth inning. Ball comes down the first baseline and pops up, and there's a, like a 12-year-old girl, like three down from me. She gets the ball. I don't get it. <laughs> well, you so, probably would have given it to her anyway. Yeah, I probably would have, right? yeah. but I was, that's how close I was. It, yeah. uh, to it. You know what? Baseball and football, is, you know, fans are different. The stadiums are, are, are different. Um, it's just a different vibe. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Football is a little different kind of fan. Right. Baseball. Right. They're a little more rabid in football. Right. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Especially They're Buffalo crazy. where you were playing up in the cold. You've well, got to be a little rabid to get through. Yeah, get anywhere, through really. It. Yep. So I want to know about the first pitch. Is it, are you going to wing it? Or are you no, here's, here's what I did. So okay. I actually did it one other time, 
for the Rochester Red Wings, which is affiliate of, right. I think, uh, the Indians right. in, in Rochester. Uh, about a year, about a couple years ago, I did it. And first time I ever did it, and, you know, I was a former quarterback in high school and all that. And it's a little different when you get out there. You know, it's, I mean, how many feet is it to the home plate? 60. It's 60. But it looked like it was from here to the Coronado Bridge. I mean, it was a long, <laughs> long way. And I was just at a function for Jonathan Ogden, who's another Hall of Famer, played with the Ravens in Las Vegas for his bowling tournament. And Jerome Bettis was there. And I said, yeah, man, I'm throwing out the first pitch in the Padres game in two nights. He goes, Here, here's what you need to do. He says, make sure you throw it high because you're always either going to go, you're gonna, it's going to come down low because you're going to overthrow it. So, I, uh. yeah, so, I mean, the first time I did it was a little wide left, but I didn't do like the 50 cent. You know, I didn't do as that. long as you're it, not 30 feet off. You're no, fine. I'm going I'm to throw it okay. The dugout. I'm not going to throw it in the dugout or hit another person in the stands. I'm going <laughs> to actually get it across the plate. Might not be a strike, but wouldn't that be funny if I threw like a slider right. at him? Yeah, that would be I, great. Yeah, drop yeah. the drop the, the number yeah. three in the in the uh, in the yeah, rotation be, you have there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, because you made a Hall of Fame career on catching a ball, and now you got to go out there throw and throw it. it. Yeah, how the, yeah, how the tables yeah. have turned. Um, I got one question for you. Then we have a bunch coming in on okay. Twitter from the fans. You play in the game today. If you had your career today, the way the league has gone, what kind yeah. of numbers would you put up? Well, you know, I retired pretty, you know, I was in the top 10 in, in every major category when I retired. And this is before the game became uh, the passing league that it is now. Because, of course, fans want to see scores. Yeah, it's they like a video see. game out there now. It is like, it's like, you know, Tecmo Bowl back in the day, yeah. man. It was like that. It's like that now. But, you know, real changes have changed. Uh, the game has changed. And, and everybody knows about the concussion factors and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So guys really can't get hit anymore because it can cost you a game. You know, it can cost you a suspension a fine, and can cost your team the football game, too. So the guys can come across the middle, and there's nobody really – they're not going to really tear your head off like they used to because they know it's going to be a, a fine and, and 15 yards and maybe put the team in field goal range to win the game. So, uh, of course, I mean, I would have caught another three, 400 balls and a couple thousand yards and touchdowns. But I think that I played in a great era of football that changed the game the way it is now. It's definitely right. the forebearer, yeah, yeah, from the the old 70s, just ground yeah, and pound I mean, style to yeah. today, I mean, good the, in between. Yeah, the three yards in a cloud of dust is still there, but let's face it, offenses are spread open, they're spreading, they're spreading guys out, and then the defenses on the other side, they have to combat that by having faster guys that can run with these guys. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I got a question. Since you were an over-the-middle receiver, well, I mean, you did go into the middle. Uh, are yes. you concerned at all with the reports on CTE? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you. I mean, it's, it seems like every other year guys are retiring. They're saying, you know what, I, I just can't do right. this anymore. Um, and, and I've had my own issues about some things. Of, co of course, the older you get, you know, everybody says, well, it's just because of your age. No. Well, I've been in a lot of 20-mile car crashes, too. And, and I think as, as the years go on, how do I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen what, five years from now. Because CTE, you can't, you can't detect it until you're not here anymore. So a lot of guys are coming out with different you know, symptoms of what the CTE is. Uh, guys have, have, have publicly come out. Particularly the way you played the game. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. you were in some really bad collisions. Yes. And the thing about that back in the day is they would hit you, and then you would hear some guy, hold them up, hold them up. So there's somebody coming to get you again. So... Has the league changed in, in, in protecting players? Yes and no. But in 10 years from now, we're, you won't see as many guys probably with these kind of symptoms and things like that because the, the game has become more 
you know, they protect the players a little yeah. bit more. I think it's of all the professional sports, it's the one that is has changed the most most yeah. recently and will continue to yeah. in the next 10, has 15 to. years. Yep. Um, all right, got some Twitter questions coming in for you, Andre. So we'll see uh, oh. what, the, what the fans have to say. Uh, first one coming in from Daniel Austin. Which of the four Super Bowl teams that you played against, who was the hardest opponent? What was the hardest squad on the I, other side? I probably have to say the Redskins, the, the second one, because this was, you know, I'm not – discrediting Dallas twice because they were probably the best team uh, as a whole. Uh Um, I mean, how many Hall of Famers were on that team? Yeah. Uh, Emmett and Troy and Michael and a bunch of guys, and they they played well together. But I would have to say probably the toughest game that we played uh, was the Redskins in in the second Super Bowl when when they had Mark Rippon and Sanders and Gary Clark and all the guys, and they, they were just the most complete team. I mean, you had to be on all cylinders to beat those guys. Now I've got a blooper in my ear. Yeah. He's got a follow-up question based on that one. Yeah. Nice jersey, by the way. I Thank like that. Thank you. And it's the shorts and the hat. It's yeah. almost big, everything. Hey, big yeah. shout-out to Eric Wood. Man. I went he's, full he's Bills Mafia today. Yeah. I tried. Uh, right. So out of the four Super Bowl teams that you were on, which one was the best Bills team? Uh, probably. That's a good mm, question, blooper. That's a good nice. one. I tried. I would say uh, – Probably the 93 team. I think we led the league in total offense for a number of years in a row. Thurman led the league in, in rushing and, and just total, total yards. Uh, I was always in the top five those years. Uh, Jim Kelly was always in the top five. We had a great defense, a pretty good bend, but don't break defense. So probably the 93 team when we won um, the greatest comeback when we came in that, that year. I actually, uh, so I've got a couple questions here, but that's one that I wasn't going to get to just now, but I will since you bring it up. And this yeah. is actually a friend of mine. Uh, he grew up in Rochester. I went to school in Syracuse, so I met a lot of people. So you know about the, the snow, then. Oh, fool. <laughs> that's why I moved out here too, man. You and I both. Um, no, so my buddy Scott, and he said he wanted to know, in the comeback, I texted him when I knew you were on the show. I'm like, you've got to have a question for Andre yeah. Reid. Just tweeted at me. He wants to know, in the comeback, when did the team and your thinking change from this is over to we can do this to mm-hmm. we're going to do this? Like, uh, how did that evolve? That's, that's a pretty good question because you never think anything's over until when it says zero, zero, zero on the, uh, on the scoreboard. Were we concerned? Of course. You know, we were at home. We had played the Oilers the week before and got beat good there. And it just so happened we played them in the first, you know, uh, in the wild card game. So we were at home, and we felt really good about being home and our fans. And we kind of just like we were in the days, we, we didn't play well the first half. And it was just a matter of getting those fans back in the game. And once we got those fans on board with us, Everything just started just clicking, and the Oilers were dumbfounded. Yeah. And <laughs> they, you, you had were, three touchdown catches in that second half, right? In a minute 17. In yes. a minute 17, yeah, yeah including yeah. The, the go-ahead I got that. I got that. I feel like that's the kind of game you never forget how you did in that never game. Never forget that. Never. Yeah. Well, it comes on every year, playoff time. They always show that game. So. That's true. And why wouldn't they, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, we have time for some more fan questions, Blooper. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, we got at uh, WNY Water Cooler. Uh, did you have any extra motivation chip on your shoulder, Andre, uh, because you weren't drafted until the fourth round? You know what? Uh, you know, back then the draft was 12 rounds, so being drafted in the fourth round from a tiny Division II school uh, wasn't really – I mean, I just wanted a shot. I just wanted a, uh, an opportunity. Now there's only seven rounds, and, you know, guys, uh, there's a lot of teams now that have guys from D2 teams that are, are pro bowlers that are really the meat and potatoes of the, their team. So mm-hmm. – um, I'm not going to say that I was the guy that started all that. I mean, you know, Jerry Rice went to a 1AA school. Yeah. So it wasn't like 
I just needed the opportunity to show that I can play at that level. That was, that was really the bottom line. It was either up to me if I could do it or not. I always said this. The first three rounds in the NFL, you prove you can't play. After that, you got to prove you can play. That's a great call. I like that. I like that's, that a lot. That's a great call. Well, Andre, man, we can keep you here all night, but you've <laughs> yeah, got to go get you. ready for that first pitch. Yeah, so, I got, uh, I'm not going to throw it left-handed. Don't worry about it. I'm going to throw it right. Yeah, you can't <laughs> even ask Randy for any advice because Oh, you, don't worry. You're, I got him already. Yeah. I see. I got him plugged up, man. I got <laughs> Andre Reed, thank you very Thanks, much for man. swinging Appreciate by. It. Good luck on that first pitch tonight. Thanks for having me, guys. That is Andre Reed on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're going to keep Padres Social Hour rolling on as Giants and Padres kick off their series. We're back with more right after this. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to the AMR studio. Thank you again. Not too often you get a Hall of Famer here on the set, but Andre Reid, NFL Hall of Fame, uh, was just exactly that. Uh, Randy, you good with your mic? We I'm had good. Bill lose his before. You right. guys too? No, I'm, no, I'm Randy, good. I'm good. Randy Can we get some professional co-hosts for me at some point right. this season? Work yeah. on that. Please, guys. Man, you lose the headsets and things good all go stuff. haywire. Good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. Um, so we've got some tweets coming in after that segment. Uh, Ghost of Ray Kroc wants to know if Seth, the blooper, is going to follow Andre around Petco the whole game like a puppy. Uh, I think he pretty much already yeah. has. He yeah. might. Yeah. I might. Again, yeah, blooper cam today. We see uh, Seth head to toe in his Buffalo right, Bills stuff. Right, Buffalo Bills jersey. Uh, we're getting a lot of blooper-related tweets because Juan Largo also asking. We were showing the loop of the Bautista-Odor punch. If uh, Joey Bats, that's Bautista, makes it here for the All-Star game, will Seth be playing that loop with Ooh. Bautista yeah, here I, in I person? I don't think we've seen uh, yeah. the last of that. It's I, funny. I thought about it when I edited it. Like, oh, we don't play Toronto here this year. I didn't think about the All-Star game. He'll probably <laughs> be in the oh, home run man. derby. He'll be here all week, and he'll be coming for Seth, I think. He'll I, be looking for Blue. I think we're going to see enough of it anyway in right. different walks. I think so. If, yeah, we're yeah, going to see I've pretty much seen like an hour and a half of it already on yeah. sports. Uh, yeah. it's. I mean, when you get a shot that clean, I mean, you cannot help but replay it It's like it the often. Nolan Ryan, like Robin Ventura right. video. That, that lasted a while. Then it finally... And you know, it, it goes disappears in YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Uh, nothing ever disappears in YouTube. <laughs> trust me. Uh, we also uh, we asked you guys it. earlier about your expectations or your hopes for this series. Uh, we've got at Darren Anthony saying uh, the next nine games are huge. Yeah, granted. Uh, coming out six or th- and three or even better can lift up the fan base a lot. Whoa, uh, whoa, six and three whoa. is, I think yeah. that's a pipe dream. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's asking I'm gonna, a lot. I'm going to get his autograph if we go six and three. There you go. <laughs> All right, Darren, come on. Next time, come on down. They go six yeah, and three. Right, Randy man. Jones Randy will be waiting Jones. here with his, his Sharpie autograph. in hand. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you walk around with a Sharpie. I'm going so to give him a psychic. I'm going to give him a psychic hat. There you go. For, yeah, the clairvoyant Bill, right? We'll yeah. Our Bill the Magnificent. There you yeah. go. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about uh, what may lift the fan base up a lot. News from down on the farm. Because some of those guys down there are really raking. So well, the last couple Bill, days have been us, amazing. Yeah, what's been happening down there? Well, El Paso is on a little bit of a run right now. But Alex Dickerson and Hunter Renfro are exceptionally hot. Uh, since he went back to uh, – El Paso, Dickerson has three home runs, and Renfro's hit three home, uh, a home run in three straight games. Wow. So they're both, uh, they're both in fuego, as they say. Oh, but <laughs> bilingual, Bill. Yeah. But interesting, though, Alex Dickerson has now a 16-game hitting streak that was only interrupted 
by his time with the Padres. For a couple of weeks up here. Right. In other words, he had, when he was called up, he had a 13-game hitting streak. And now it's 16. Right. So he's gone back and hit three straight games. You don't hear that very often. No. It's a good reason to get a hitting streak broken up, though. Like, oh, i got to go up to the big club before I come back. I don't think think he walked into the the office and said, I can't go because I'm on this hitting streak. Yeah, so, that's not uh, something that any of those right. players will, will have to say. But Dickerson's batting average now for the year is over 400, which is wow. even at El Paso, that's impressive. So who do you think is the – who has the biggest potential impact of all the, the prospects for this year alone? For this year? Yeah, this year alone. Renfro, Margot, obviously bigger cornerstone pieces. Right. But is it a Dickerson maybe? Uh, well, I would say that if Renfro keeps going the way he's going by the end of the year – but you got to move one of your corner outfielders. I don't know if they do that. Uh, Upton mm. or Kent, those are two key players. And what, you were, what we're talking about with Renfro is somebody that marginally can play center field, but really he's a corner outfielder. He's a corner, yeah. Right. So I don't see him right now replacing either Upton or Kemp. So That's been a lot of the talk, too, is when do these guys start getting moved? Right. I still think we're a long ways away from any trades happening to open up any spots potentially. Right. I agree. Long way yeah, away. I think we're long quite a ways away. away. We did see Dickerson, and we, we know that Dickerson can hit off the bench. And, I mean, he's a backup. Cor- I would imagine that you would see Dickerson again before you would see Renfro because Dickerson's a little bit older. He's been in the major leagues. He knows what it's like to come up and pinch hit right. and stuff like that. I agree. You don't want to take your number three prospect, bring him up to sit on a bench. That's fair. I think when you get to some of the more fringe, quote-unquote, prospects, that can fill a bench hole. Right. But, yeah, you don't want to ruin. Same reason they had Hedges start the year in the minor leagues. You don't want him sitting on the bench. Right, yeah. At, at, you know, get, getting him uh, you know, 40 games played, that's, that's not exactly what you want for you know, your, your number one prospect just behind the plate. Right. And Dickerson has shown that if he comes up here in that role, he can fill that role as he showed with that. Yeah, that pinch hit grand slam. slam. Right. Yeah. Grand slam. And, uh, yeah, so it's good, too, because we had him on the show Skype in that he keeps continuing to perform well. There's no curse here by getting him to call in. Do they have Skype it's, in El Paso? I'm sure they do. Yeah, it's in those coverage maps hey. every time you look on the, the internet like providers. It. Yeah, it should be nice. Um, we have a, a tweet just come in here from, uh, from Brent, at Dragon 78 at Seth Foster, that's blooper. Oh, sure, you can get him, Andre Reed. Seth being a, a Buffalo Bills fan, but no Taylor Swift. I happen to agree when it's convenient for the Buffalo Bills fan to get somebody on the show. But I we didn't get Billy Joel. We didn't get Beyonce this week. I tried so hard for Taylor Swift. And yeah. Am I ever going to look you, that down? Can you imagine what blooper would have worn if Taylor Swift would have came on the show? If you'll do this for Andre Reed, right. I don't even want to think about it. I would have worn my Bill Zubas. So they're my finest attire. We've had some people skirt. send us some good <laughs> photoshops lately. I want Ooh. the Padres fan base here. Send us a photoshop of what no. we think Blooper would have worn no. if Taylor Swift oh. was on the show. Please do. Oh, no, Hashtag no. Padres I, I don't know if I want to see that. If those. we get a good one that's, you know, on a family show, something <laughs> we can actually put out there, we'll see if we can, we can highlight it for you guys. Um, all right, we're going to come back in just a minute. But first, another big event happening this week on the homestand is Cocktail Fest. Don't miss Padres Cocktail Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines and supported by Las Vegas. Stroll down to Petco Park this Friday, that's May 20th, before Padres Dodgers at 740. Sample handcrafted cocktails from your favorite San Diego restaurants and bars. Tickets at Padres.com slash party. When we come back, it's Bill versus Blooper. Something Bill looks forward Ooh, to every time he's in that third seat. I hadn't even thought that's about today like that. when like we come back after this on Padres Social that. Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. 
All right, getting you set for Giants and Padres. The Pods getting on to this uh, 12 straight game stretch against all NL West division rivals. And it starts tonight. And we'll get to the lineups in just a second. But, Randy, you promised. So we had uh, uh, Darren Anthony tweet in earlier saying 6-3 and three over the next nine games is right. what the Padres will be doing. You say that you'll get his autograph if they do it. He just tweeted us back. You've got a deal, Randy Jones. You got it. So right, they go six and three. I want you to personally come down here. <laughs> there, there we go. And that's exactly right. how it'll happen. All right, let's take a look at the Does group. he get free barbecue sauce? No, I'm going to autograph his forehead. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Time for the lineup, the group that'll try and get that six and three start. It's brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Interesting lineup tonight. It's Will Myers leading off with John Jay still hurt. He's at first base. Derek Norris catching and batting second. Then it's Kemp and Upton 3-4 with Alexei Ramirez playing shortstop behind them. Adam Rosales at third base bat sixth. Jose Perella the second base and bat seventh. Colin Ray, the pitcher, hitting ninth. First time we're seeing Andy Green try that this year. Travis Jankowski will play center field and bat ninth today. So very interesting. Eighth, right. Yeah. Right, right, hitting eighth. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, misspoke. You're so there, used yeah. to pitching right. ninth. Yeah, yeah. Years nice and years yeah. and years. And it's, 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 it's old habits die hard. Yeah, so <laughs> the big headline is that the pitcher is batting eighth today, and Travis Jankowski That's is batting ninth. Because sometimes that can, that, that can, that can work out yeah. really Right, well, because it gives you a second leadoff hitter. It gives Myers a chance to come up later in the game with somebody on base, maybe, against Bumgarner. I like it. Right. So that leads us now to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And with an off day yesterday, we did not reveal the results from the game before. So we do that now, and it was the couch that won. Ben Higgins continues to be the nemesis for Blooper. Uh, he's had the best record against him this year. So it's now 16-13. Blooper has the lead in picking which player will have the most productive night. The pick today, though, does go back to Blooper. So, Bill, you'll okay. have to wait your right. turn. But, Blooper, you get a chance to end a two-game losing streak for you now. Who do you got? I'm going to go with uh, Travis Jankowski. All right. The number, number nine, nine hitter, hitter. The, the second leadoff wow. hitter. Second wow. lead off hitter. And wow. he's in the lineup. And he's today. in the lineup. You made sure about yeah, that. Right. that. Smart was, man. That was the best one, though. Okay, so, so he's got Jankowski. Yep. I'm going to take, uh, I'm gonna take uh, Colin Ray. Going with the pitcher. Oh, the pitcher on the couch. Right. Against like Bumgarner, it. too. That's, uh, right. that's right. a the lot of faith lineup. put that's, into Ray. That's, that's yeah. good. I like that. All right. Interesting. Cool. We'll see how it oh, goes. Uh, Bill, so far this year, still looking two. for his first win against Blooper. He's 0-2. <laughs> right. I'm, every time I've been here with you, I've lost. So. Goose oh, eggs yeah. on the scoreboard so for old Bill. Yeah, you're the jinx. Are you going to get, get an autograph from him if he wins today? No. No. Keep that to the fans. Sorry. Um, all right. So we'll see if uh, Bill can emerge victorious for the first time all year. Tune in tomorrow I'm to find out. To get, i got to find the Firewire and find out what's going on with Bill. Yeah, you know? take a read Bill's stuff. Padres.com slash Firewire. Okay. Firewire. A lot of good stuff going on there. Uh, at Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut lines and hot towel finish so you feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to finish things up here on this Tuesday evening edition of Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us on this Tuesday evening here in the AMR studio. Again, it's Padres and Giants, a big stretch of games coming up for the Padres. Uh, all leading up to, uh, we've been hyping it all year here on the show, the All-Star Game. I don't know if you've heard, it's going to be here I heard that. Uh, later on this year. And I was on Twitter last night, and I saw a lot of fans on Twitter giving the Padres a hard time, and I don't know why, about the All-Star promotion for Padres players. 
saying, oh, you should be promoting, you know, all the guys all the time. But what the Padres have done, and I like the way they've been doing it, and I have no involvement in the team account, so I have no skin in the game here. But when a guy does something, you know, John Jay has the big night, Matt Kemp hits a home run, they'll promote him. Hey, right. Matt Kemp, all-star worthy. Vote Why for not? him. Yeah. Right. And we've seen other teams that they'll just put out, you know, stuff all the time. A guy goes 0 for 5 with three strikeouts, you know, vote him for the all-star game. I don't like that. I kind of like the way they're doing it. Agree? Yeah, Disagree? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it can happen. We've seen it before where t- teams, Kansas City last year, Cincinnati years ago, the stuff to have fans stuff the ballot box. I don't like that. No, I don't like that. And I like the fact that you shine a light when a guy does something well, right. something that right. does deserve it or earn yeah, it. I, I think you should play everything up straight. I, I just don't like trying to jam it, It's hard enough to get the right guys on the right. all-star team, in my opinion. You know, with the voting and everything, it's hard to get the right guys there. Yeah, so do what you can to try and rectify that. That's right. I like that. Um, something else I wanted to ask you guys about, and we'll keep this quick because we don't have much time. The Binghamton Mets, who forever, they're double-A affiliate of the Mets. They've been called the Mets forever. They've announced they're dropping their name next year, and they've announced six finalists for what the new name will be. It's a, Speaking of fan votes, here are the finalists. Bullheads, Gobblers, Rocking Horses, Rumble Ponies, Stud Muffins, Timber Jockeys. Stud Muffins. Stud, stud Muffins. muffins. Yeah. Let's See, go. Like, I oh. always thought Hampton University should change their name to the Inns. Ooh. Hampton Inns. Like oh, it. Bill, you got a mind but, for marketing. Hey, I just want to see the stud social muffin hour, stud muffins. Stud muffin Tomorrow, 530, Bob Scanlon, Jordan Carruth joining me. But thanks to you guys. Thanks, Blooper. Hopefully you can go find Andre Reed before he leaves. Thanks for watching. Padre Social Hour.